is Loose Leaf, the podcast of an author with multiple personalities. My name is Charity Bradford, lover of all things science fantasy. I'm also River Ford, writer of contemporary romance. Welcome back. Before we get started today, I want to send out a special thank you to Donna from Combined Minds Media. You may remember that episode two was recorded in their studio. When I left that day, she sent me home with a Yeti microphone to practice, and since we've started social distancing, this has been my main way of recording podcast for you. I don't know if she meant for me to have it this long, but I appreciate the loan and wanted to give a shout out to her. Today is a bonus episode of Loose Leaf. Thank you goes to Matthew F. for listening and taking the time to write and ask me some questions. Today I'm going to answer a couple of them. I hope readers as well as writers will find this topic interesting. Matthew asked several questions revolving around what it's like to sit down and write. You know, the mental process a writer goes through to put words on the page, as well as how to see progress without getting discouraged. The answer to this may look different for every writer. In fact, it looks different for me depending on the day. The key is to knowing going in that it's okay to try different things until you figure out what works best for you to help you write. I'll share a few examples from my 10 years of writing experience to show you how different the process can be from day to day. Let's start with the dream scenario. It does happen on occasion. We'll call it writing with the muse. This is when the scene, chapter, or character are speaking, no, screaming in your head. You sit down and all you have to do is listen and write. You don't have to think, you just put the story on the paper because it's right there, clearly in your head. Your fingers fly over the keyboard and the words pile up faster than you can say, once upon a time. This is how my first NaNoWriMo went in 2008. For those of you who don't know what that is, that's National Novel Writing Month. It happens every November. I still have days like this, but writing has become more of a job than the free-flying joy of that time. You may wonder why I do it if it's not like this every time I sit down to write, but that's a topic for another podcast. So moving on, scenario two, working the habit. This is when you get into the routine. You've trained your brain to know that when you sit in a certain place at a certain time, writing will happen. This is the goal. Prolific writers have achieved this. The words can come as easily as when you write with a muse because your muse knows to show up and help you out. We'll talk about how to get to this point in a few minutes. While working the habit can be easy, it doesn't always go that way. Sometimes the words come, but they trickle in. Maybe your thoughts wander and you find yourself browsing the internet without knowing how you got there. You have to remind yourself to get to work. Sometimes habit is enough. Sometimes it's not. There are lots of reasons why you may not be able to write. We'll get to those when we talk about creating habits. The third scenario is what I call bleeding on the page. You know that scene from Order of the Phoenix when Harry Potter has detention with Umbridge and he has to write, I will not tell lies, with that cursed pen? The pen draws blood from Harry as the ink to write the words, leaving marks on him as well. There are times when writing feels like this. Much of Fade Into Me and The Hand of Ottawa felt like this for me. Perhaps it was because those story ideas meant so much and I was scared of writing them. Sometimes we bleed on the page because we don't know enough about the story or characters to really let the writing flow. Or maybe it's because we know too much and we don't want our imaginary friends to suffer. 
This is why I think I'm struggling with Demon Rising at the moment. I love Talia and Landry and I know what's coming and I don't want them to have to live through it. Here's what I've learned from the bleeding on the page kind of writing. It can be some of your very best. It forces you to dig deeper, feel more than you might when the words flow with little thought. Okay, the truth is that my writing time is often a jumble of all three of these scenarios, sometimes all on the same day, especially if I've given in and not written for several days in a row, <clears throat> or months. Anyway, I often have to sit and bleed while I'm retraining my brain to work the habit. Once I'm finally in the habit, my muse will carry me through some amazing writing sprints. How do we create this habit? You have to figure out what your habit will look like but I can give some examples of how I did it. Years ago, my habit was as simple as keeping a notebook in my van or purse. This was so that I could snatch a few minutes of writing any chance I had. Often these were 15 minute sprints, but as a mom of four young kids, this was all I had. As they grew and eventually all entered school, the habit or routine changed. When I took a full-time job, the habit became my 30 minute lunch break but it made quitting that job and getting more time to write all the more exciting. My writing habit will continue to change as my life does. Okay, I'm a list maker, some of you know that. It's part of my brand of OCD. I'm into controlling my schedule and knowing what to expect. I've often said it's weird that planning is so important to me, but I'm a discovery writer. That simply means I don't outline every plot point before sitting to write. Kind of strange, huh? Anyway, I frequently sit and list my personal, family, and writing goals. Then I fit them into a loose schedule. I used to be more specific, such as write from 12 o'clock to 2 o'clock p.m. But I've learned over the years that a little flexibility actually helps me not get as discouraged when life interferes with my plan. This is a coping mechanism I've learned to head off meltdowns when plans and schedules get changed, because they always will. Here's my current habit. You should note it's currently undergoing some tweaking since COVID-19 has all of my family at home all day long. For instance, I got up at 7.30 this morning to start recording this podcast. This is the only time when it's completely quiet and my husband is already up for work, but he's out on the porch, so I'm in the living room. Anyway, since I haven't really settled into a new routine, this, is, this feels like it might work. Um, I'm going to share the pre-corona version of my routine. Okay, so I wake up. I get the kids off to school. Obviously, I'm not doing that right now. I get out to exercise, which is usually a walk or a jog. Come home and shower, eat breakfast, and then clean the kitchen. I straighten the living room, and I do those cleaning things because I can't write in a messy space. It has to be organized for my brain and for me to calm down and actually slip into another world. So once I've straightened the living room, I sit down at my writing spot. I also have a routine once I sit down at the computer. It helps me calm down more and it signals to my brain that we are getting ready to write. I check my email. I check Facebook and Instagram. I check Amazon Book Report. I actually use Data Sprout to see my sales, pages read on KU, all that good stuff. And then if I'm running ads, I check those to see what my current spend amount is compared to earnings and then I just th adjust things accordingly. If it's time to send a newsletter, because I do two of those, one for science fiction and one for romance, then I will work on that. And finally, um, I will open up my online thesaurus. I'll open my manuscript on Scrivener and read the scene before the spot where I'll start writing for the day. I have to turn my phone ringer off. I can't listen to music when I write. Music plays a big part of my writing, just not during writing time. 
and I usually sit in one of two places, my desk in the living room or my sunroom. I've also found it beneficial to sit for about an hour and then get up and move. I don't set a timer, but my body tends to get restless or achy if I sit longer than an hour. Plus, getting up and moving helps get the blood flowing again and gives your eyes a rest from staring at the screen. On a good day, I can jump in and write. However, most of the time I get easily distracted by my dogs, whatever's going on outside my window, the desire to pick up my phone because a text came through, and at least a hundred other things. The trick is making yourself become more disciplined. And like any endeavor, it takes consistent practice. Lately, I've been having trouble focusing on one story. I currently have seven books in my head with four of them started and the other three outlined. You might think that sounds great. It's not. Not a single one of those story ideas is louder than the others. That's usually how I decide where to put my writing time. I write the one that's loudest. Right now, I'm writing on a different story every day, sometimes a couple of stories on one day. Who knows what kind of revising and editing I'm going to need at the end of this. It also means I'm crawling forward on multiple stories, but it feels like I'm not making any real progress. I'm habitually bleeding on the page. I guess it's better than nothing. When things are hard, like they are at the moment, I have a few things I constantly remind myself. First, 500 to 1,000 words a day scattered over multiple manuscripts is better than no words at all. In fact, I add up all the word count for the day and write it on my calendar. At the end of the month, I can tally the total word count and see that I have done something. Two, keep working the habit until my muse shows up and tells me which story to work full time on. Three, do your best today and tomorrow will be easier. And when everything else falls apart, four, the world won't end if I don't write today. That's right. Sometimes you need to take a day, a week, or even a month off of writing. Live your life. Experience emotions and new things. Do something else creative to help ease the pressure you feel to write. Then try again. And always remember, not every step of the writing process can be seen and measured. Simply closing your eyes and envisioning how a scene might play out is part of this process. Going for a walk and trying to see your world the way one of your characters would is part of the process. Hearing a song as you drive around town and realizing your character is embodied in the words is part of the process. I have to remember all these things when it's hard to type words onto the page, especially when outside forces are beating me down as well. We can save the discussion about how writer insecurities mount up and then crush us for another day. The next podcast will be behind the story of Fade Into Me, my young adult modern day fairy tale with a sci-fi twist. If you'd like access to these podcasts before the general public, consider supporting me on Patreon at patreon.com backslash charitybradford underscore riverford. You'll get early access to the podcasts as well as free reading. Help me reach my subscriber goals and we'll have exclusive giveaways as well. The link is in the notes. Finally, if you have a question or topic you'd like me to tackle on a future Loose Leaf episode, let me know comment or email me at charity.bradford at gmail.com. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. And until next time, remember to be forgiving to yourself and others because we have more in common than we ever choose to see.